So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. I'm your host, Doc Jake Swore, and y'all, today we have a really cool person on here to talk to you. She brings a lot of different specialties and a lot of different qualifications that's really going to be um, really interesting for you guys to learn about. Um, she is a doctor of physical therapy. She is a yoga specialist. Her name is Dr. Crystal Sterling. So without further ado, Crystal, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Jake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's rare. I don't think, honestly, let me see. I know I have another, I have a public floor therapist coming on here soon, but I think you're my first fellow PT that I've had on the show. So that's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, love uh, it. Yeah. So I guess like, man, one of the big things that, uh, I, I love your, your like career, um, I don't even know if I want to say transition. People will know what I'm talking about here in a minute, but like, I guess let's run through uh, kind of like your career background here. Um, maybe give a little bit of like why you came, became a physical therapist and um, kind of like what that journey has been like for you up to this point. Loaded question, but let's see what we can do. Yes. So um, let's start back in the high school area. I think I wanted to be a physical therapist when I was 16. I was in the middle of you know, basketball, track and field, uh, cross country. Um, and I was really interested in this field. And so I went on to college to get my exercise science degree, knowing I always wanted to do physical therapy. Um, yeah. I did college track and field for a year or two, and then transitioned into a professional of fitness instruction and personal training. And I was like, this is going to set me up really nicely for physical therapy, I believe, because I'm learning about the muscles, I'm learning about movements, and I'm working with people um, of all different types and ages and all sorts of yeah. things. So um, throughout my undergraduate degree, that's what I did. I worked as a personal trainer, fitness instructor, I taught Zumba, I taught these like strength classes. And I also carried that over into my physical therapy school. I taught at the local mm -hmm. uh, rec center. Nice. Yeah. Campus. Um, and then, yeah, I went on to, uh, get my physical therapy degree at university of North Georgia in Dahlonega. Um, and then once I graduated in 2017, I actually just immersed myself into physical therapy and I went straight to orthopedic, um, physical therapy clinics. And I really wanted to work in the sports medicine, uh, side of things, uh, because that is my experience. I love working with athletes and people who want to get back to activity. And I, you know, got to see a lot of high school students and, and things like that. Um, but yeah. with that comes is higher volume. So you're seeing many people a day, sometimes 12, sometimes 16. I think the most oh I've ever gosh. seen is 19. 
people in a day. Yeah. And um, I did that for two to three years. And my, I've always wanted to be a physical therapist, but I'm like, why is this so hard for me? And I think relationally, I just need to be one-on-one with someone. Like I really care about quality time and quality care. And some folks, some physical therapists are really good at giving quality care to many people at once. Um, So actually, you know, as I transitioned into the job I currently am at, I, you know, I have been practicing yoga for 10 years. Um, and I realized how much I needed to take care of myself in order to take care of other people. And once I started like pulling back and I eventually got my yoga teacher training in uh, January, 2020, I was like, I've got to combine the two. Um, yeah. So now here I am, I work at active core in, um, North Druid Hills. It's active core performance and physical therapy. I see my patients one-on-one, um, and we can really talk and get to know each other and, and dive deeper and I can offer this yoga mindset and um, movements, yoga and Pilates inspired movements and all the like um, for that. So that's how I came here. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, for so, so you and I speak a very similar language where, um, yeah, man, it's crazy how high volume some of these outpatient, uh, these typical like in-network out of um, – uh, in-network outpatient ortho clinics can become. And, you know, like there's a certain population that it works really well for. Like, I mean, if you're, I don't know, if you just had a total knee or you just had a surgery and like you just need a little bit of hands-on work and some guidance and not necessarily babysitting, but just oversighting some movements, then like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But there's a lot of people who that model doesn't work for um, on both the provider and the patient side, right? So uh, when you are able to, so, and there's a big shift and this isn't, and like, you know, what I've learned more and more um, throughout my career and, and healthcare, it is not PT exclusive. You can talk to nurse practitioners, you can talk to MDs, yeah. you can talk to surgeons, you can talk to anesthesiologists, you can talk to, I mean, a- any array of uh, healthcare providers, and they're all feeling the pressure of uh, just being able to see more and more and more volume. You know, it's really interesting. I was, uh, I did some PRN work when I bought my first house. I was like, Phew, my bank account looks very dry right now. So I went and did some <laughs> PRN work and, uh, or so, so it's as needed work in a hospital. And, um, you know, it was really interesting during the orientation. I thought that, I don't know why they even showed this slide, but they showed like a, like over the past, we'll call it like 10 years. I don't remember the exact uh, time frame, but how many uh, MDs or physicians have been hired compared to the amount of administrators that have been hired. And it oh, wow. was like, administrators to kind of like a, it's like a slight increase, kind of like what you kind of expect. But then the administrators was like a, like an exponential, like increase, like the front of a roller coaster. It was crazy. Um, so like, you know, more and more like, and that's not what health, it's more healthcare providers. They want to treat their patients the way they should be treated. And so yes. being able to transition into that uh, out of network world uh, where now you're not having it, somebody sitting behind a computer screen in Nebraska telling you what you are or what you can or cannot do with your patient based off their insurance reimbursement rates. Um, <laughs> exactly. Like you as a professional, you know, like, um, so I love it. I think, uh, I think, I think you made a really good call on making that switch. And, and it's, and, you know, there's certain people you can tell like, uh, with just like the energy that they kind of like have about them and the presence that they kind of hold, uh, you, you'll do very well on this model. I don't think there's, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, so when you transitioned to, so, okay. So you went from an in-network clinic, uh, and by the way, 19 is the most you saw. That's crazy. <laughs> that's a, I've heard of people seeing more. So I think yeah. that's a conservative number, but yes. 
For sure. I mean, I remember there was this, so I, I did this, uh, my first job out of PT school was at this clinic down in Mississippi and they were great. They treated people just fine, but like, um, it was a private practice that was in, that was an outpatient ortho. And so like, if somebody went on vacation, it wasn't like we saw less patients. We just, uh, we just put it on the other providers that were left. So there's many times where I was in like the mid to upper twenties, just because like, and when it gets to that point, like, man, there'd be people, <laughs> this is probably bad to say, but there'd be people that would come in do their PT and leave. And I would have no idea they were even there uh, because like, you're just running around like a, like a chicken with your head cut off kind of deal. Yeah, I know. And, um, I know that. I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So then, okay. So then you switch over to uh, in network uh, or not in network world. And mm -hmm. you're like, I need to bring yoga back into my practice. And you talk about like, um, like you need to take care of yourself or like have some better self-care uh, tendencies as well. Uh, so what do you mean by that exactly in terms of more uh, like, cause this is something that is, is, is crucial. I think in all of healthcare is, uh, we're very much a profession of, of care taking. Um, mm -hmm. and we, uh, and we very rarely take that approach to ourselves. So, um, what do you kind of mean by that? Yeah. Um, so I think when I was in the throes of my first job, um, and again, this was a very high volume clinic and I was pretty stressed out cause I was commuting 45 minutes one way to work and I wasn't having much of a social life. I was new to Atlanta and I just, you know, had a hard time getting the ground running. Um, I yeah. returned to yoga and I was like, you know, this is even back when I first started it when I was 18, I remember it was the first thing that I did for myself that felt like you are in control of making yourself feel happier or blissful or, you know, you, you can slow down and take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I really ramped that up again when I was like the most stressed out and I yeah. just loved how it made me feel. And I also love that it, you know, it translates me into a healer as well. And I wanted to provide that for patients. And not all the time in a high volume orthopedic clinic, does it feel like a positive healing environment? And I'm like, yeah. where can I go? And how can I foster a positive healing environment for other people? So anyways, I just went on to, you know, I was like, you know, I've stepped away from teaching fitness classes and, and group classes. Let me go ahead and do my yoga teacher training. There's no better time than now. I did it in three months on the weekends. Um, it was nice. the best thing I've ever done because, I mean, not only was I working full time, but I would have these Friday night, you know, six hours on Saturday, six hours on Sunday for the majority of three months for a yoga teacher training. And I'm working full time. And for me personally, it never took away from my joy. Like I left there feeling nice. like it was three months of therapy, three months of a support group. It was just <laughs> wonderful. And I just, yeah. as soon as I graduated from it, which was again, January, 2020. And I thought 2020 was going to look so different. Like we all did. Everyone did. Right? Um, I was just having that conversation. It's weird to even say that like 2019 <sighs> was two years ago. Right. I can't. Um, yeah, I know. So um, I was just like bursting at the seams. I was like, I am going to give yoga to everyone, like everyone, you know, who wants to have it. Um, yeah. So that's how it just really filled me up. Um, and it really truly is a practice of, you know, sitting with yourself and, and you can be quiet and meditate or you can um, move your body and be mindful. But all of those things are part of the mental and emotional support outside of physical. And I think that's what sets me apart is that I will consider those things in folks who are coming to me in pain because it's not always going to be like the pain that's they're talking about. It's, you know, it's a variety of things that sure. are going on in their life. So I think it just yeah. gives me a holistic approach to the way I treat people too.
Yeah. And it's always fun too. Um, I know I got this when I, when I was coaching and training. Um, it's always fun to like work with people who aren't injured, <laughs> you know, yes. and, and helping them progress in a, in a different way. You know, um, I, I love working with, I love helping people come from the road to recover, like helping them down the road of recovery and everything. But it's definitely nice to work with somebody that's not, uh, that's not in pain or at least not in so much pain that they can't do what they love to do. Right. And kind of like just fill up that, uh, fill up whatever they're passionate about. Absolutely. And I say, um, my mission statement right now is I empower people to heal themselves through movement. And, and that doesn't mean that I might be the first stop. I might need to tell them, oh, you actually need to go here. You need to go there. Um, yeah. But either way, I want to empower them to move, even if they broke their foot or they feel like they can't stand up. We can try something. Um, yeah. And I just want everyone to know that they can and there's options and that's why they should come talk to us. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, for sure. So then um, also I know like uh, we were kind of talking a little bit before the show and mm -hmm. uh, you've done a really good job of, of not just developing relationships with your patients, but the, but you're trying to do a really good job of integrating yourself more and more to the Atlanta community, which I love. That's what this whole podcast was kind of built on the dream of doing. Um, so what is that something that you're really like, is that, does that help you out? And like the, does that fill your cup for the, also when you get back into the clinic as well as knowing that you'd like, oh, okay, here's this person that when, uh, when I help them to get up, when I help this patient get off of whatever, um, you know, past whatever milestone they need to get to now they can go and work with Ed over at the rack or they can go work with, um, you know, so-and-so at this yoga studio, or they can work with whoever the case may be. Um, is that something that you really enjoy? It's part of what you have to do now. Absolutely. And part of the reason why I wanted to be a physical therapist is because I love people and I love relationships. Um, yeah. The part that got difficult was the high volume of people in a short amount of time and, and managing multiple people's care at once. That's different. Um, but yeah. no, I really love this aspect of getting to know people in my community. Um, and again, as we mentioned earlier, I am from Wisconsin, so I'm not from Georgia. But when I moved to Atlanta after graduating from PT school, it seemed like such a big city. Um, and how could I make it smaller? Um, and that is something else that I can offer my clientele or my students or, you know, whoever's working with me is, yeah, if it's not me that I can help you with, I have people in my referral network I can um, send you to? Do you need to see this chiropractor? Do you need to get this image done? Um, there's lots of options. And the more people I talk to and meet, the more I can splinter those roads off to folks to help empower them to move, even if it means yeah. to empower them to move towards the next practitioner. Mm -hmm. Oh, for mm -hmm. sure. And you know, I think that's a, uh, and I think that comes with confidence and years of experience. Not that I'm like some like super seasoned vet in the world of PT land. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, I've, I've, got, I've been practicing since 2016, but that's long enough to know um, that uh, there's no shame in and not knowing or knowing that you're not the right person for that for for who's standing in front of you. Exactly. Right? Um, and 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 trying to and you know what? I probably learned this through trial and error. If I'm being honest, like trying to force that um, that issue uh, and almost like trying to force that relationship um, isn't isn't beneficial for anybody because it's going to be mentally draining on you as a provider. It's going to be mentally draining um, for uh, the, the patient as well. Um, so yeah, knowing, but then it's tough to know too. Like I know when I first moved to Atlanta, like, uh, so we're both from the Midwest, uh, you're from mm -hmm. Wisconsin, I'm from, uh, from Ohio. Um, when I first moved to Atlanta, it's also kind of trust. It's tough to trust. Like, well, hold on. I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> so like, um, yeah, no, I can help you. Right. Um, when really we're, 
all, all boats rise with the tide, right? So um, yes. the more you can build your network up of people who, who are just solid individuals, and there's a ton of them here in Atlanta, um, the better off of a practitioner you're, you'll be, right? And I know that was, that was like a lesson I learned super quick when I moved to Atlanta. So, and it's cool to be in a spot where it's cool to be in a city where there's that many um, awesome uh, providers and everything. Absolutely. So, so then what brought you to Atlanta? I love the city. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, when I lived in Dahlonega, which for those who don't know, it's um, like a mountain city uh, with a university in it. Um, it's about an hour north of Atlanta. And I wanted to go to Atlanta every weekend. Um, I was like, well, yeah. let's check out this brewery or let's check out <laughs> Piedmont Park. I think one of my favorite things I did was rollerblade around Piedmont Park. Um, nice. so anyways, so now that I live here, I'm just one of those people who like loves to be on the belt line and it's mm-hmm. active. I mean, this is the active Atlanta podcast. Like I want to go outside and go do these active things around here. Um, sure. also I, um, joined class pass right away when I, um, nice. uh, was trying to find a yoga studio actually. And no, this is not a plug for class pass, but it actually, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a big city. So I'm like, which studio am I going to choose? And I literally hopped around to different studios, different workout classes. I actually really enjoyed that. Um, and I just yeah. love the variety that the city can offer. So that's why I'm here. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think like, uh, yeah, Atlanta is such like, you know, no pun intended with it, with the podcast, but Atlanta is such an active city, you know? Oh yeah. Um, there's, it's becoming, I, I mean, I, you can see it even like, I mean, I live all the way out, all the way out and, uh, and Smyrna. And you can see this city, it's like every week I feel like it's like younger and younger. There's, there's just more and more people moving to the city of Atlanta and that brings an energy about it. It brings, uh, unfortunately that energy was kind of tampered a little bit or not tampered, but, uh, um, tapered a little bit with the, yeah. uh, with the pandemic. Um, but it's still very active. There's still a lot to do and it, it is a cool city. So you, you, uh, do you have any family in the area or anything like that? I actually don't. Um, no? nice. No, fa- I have like a some some distant cousins who live here who you know one of them's my best friend and I used to yeah. uh, drive down here and fly down here like once every other year to come visit so now they're in my backyard but no no family oh that's cool <laughs> yeah same here my all I've got my wife uh yeah we don't we don't have any uh we don't have any family down here but we love the city nonetheless um so then what what is your practice style like then do you bring a lot of like um like of the yoga tendencies and flows and practices, do you bring that into your practice as a provider or um, do you try to keep those separate? Or I, I know like people can't see us here on the, who are listening to the podcast, yeah. but you're sitting behind a nice red cord system there. Um, is that something you're super familiar with before going to one-on-one? Is that a, a prominent part of your practice? Do you do strength and conditioning all the above? What do you, what's some of your uh, tendencies and styles there? Yes. Um, I personally really enjoy manual therapy. So that includes um, dry needling, soft tissue release, similar to massage, um, joint mobilizations. I love, you know, manually helping people get through their physical restrictions. So um, if that is appropriate for their sessions, um, that's an intervention we'll use. And of course, as physical therapists, we know that we can't just do manual therapy. And this is the part where everyone's like, but why, why can't you just do this for 60 minutes? And right. like, cause I know it's not going to get you better the way yeah. that you need to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then of course I want to pair some activity with it. Um, 
you know, yoga and Pilates inspired movements are already a part of physical therapy and, and we just don't call it. I mean, everyone's doing, sure. not everyone, but most, you know, low back pain people are doing child's pose or, um, you know, some other types of hip um, openers that are just very similar to, you know, yoga movements. So I think yeah. that's always been a part of the practice. I just, you know, love it a, a little bit more. And I, I like to talk in terms of holding things for a breath amount and not seconds. I'm like, no, let's hold this for five breaths in and out, like really feel your breathing. Um, nice. That's another thing is I will teach almost every one of my clients, no matter what they're coming in for about diaphragmatic breathing, because it's yeah. just a really hard concept. And I'm very, um, in tune with, you know, the nervous systems, the parasympathetic versus the sympathetic. And most of the time, if you're already coming in with chronic pain, you're probably moving more towards the sympathetic nervous system, which is the high stress um, and, and high irritability, high pain, um, or chronic pain. Um, and we have to really focus on your nervous system more. So let's work on diaphragmatic breathing, getting your vagus nerve to stimulate a relaxation effect in your body. Also, yeah. let's decrease your stress. Also, let's, we're wearing masks. Let's get your lung capacity better. <laughs> so yeah, I just keep right. going with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Keep going. Um, so yeah, no, I was just going to say I do, I do that. Um, and then on top of it, yes, you mentioned Red Ford. Um, it, and again, it's another intervention. Um, it's great because it targets muscles in the body that might be difficult for people in pain to target. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it looks really fun. Um, you're kind of in a bunch of bungees and slings and, and it, you know, you're on the table and you're perhaps using your glute to lift yourself off the table or you're using your hip flexors to push into a plank. Um, but when you come in and I evaluate you, we can see if it's appropriate for what you need. And, um, yeah, it's just really great at identifying weak links in the body and we all have imbalances and, if you want to get better at your yoga practice or your golf swing or your deadlift, I mean, it's applicable to all those things. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I, I have very limited uh, experience or exposure to, I remember my first time hearing about red cord um, was when I was in undergrad and it was in some like PT magazine that I was like, I was a big PT, like want to be nerd and undergrad. And it was subscribed to some like PT <laughs> magazine. It was like an ad in that magazine. And I was like, Oh, that's sick. I'll just open up a practice and have it be nothing but red course because this is PT of the future. And it definitely is, is awesome. It's a great tool. We don't have it at our practice. Doesn't mean it's not, it doesn't have any value or anything like that, but it's been, a, it's a, it's a really cool piece of equipment. So I'm glad that you guys have that and that you're able to uh, expose that to your audiences there now. Do you, and you're right. Like yoga, you said something interesting, like, you know, uh, PT has been doing yoga for a long time. They just don't call it that. Right. Yeah. And I think the more, um, there's there's always such fights within like the world of fitness or like territorial battles i guess it's just like anything but it's like no 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 we're the strength world or no 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 we're the yoga world or um you know like no 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 we're the we're the fueling cord athletes or we're the olympic lifting world and it's it's really interesting how much all these things kind of come together where um you start looking at like i remember i was working with somebody in her in her her yeah her predominant form of training was yoga and I had to do a single leg RDL. She was like, oh, you mean a warrior's pose? Like warrior's pose three, I think is what she said. Warrior but, three. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, I was like, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that's exactly what it was. And that's been going on for a long time. Or you can look at 
um, diaphragmatic breathing. That's been, that's been in practice in all kinds of medicine for a long time. Um, but the world of like, uh, rehab and, 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 uh, Western medicine has just started kind of catching up, not necessarily catching up, but implementing it into practice. And, uh, we yeah. think it's like this mind blowing thing. It's like, Oh, hold on. No, all these different practices have been doing it for a long time. So it's just piecing those all together into an effective format. Yeah. Um, and I also like what you mentioned about, uh, you know, a different forms of exercise coming together and, um, you know, I listened to your conversation with Butler Rains on, on how we all shouldn't specialize in one form of exercise. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, I feel like if you even don't like yoga, that's fine. You can still come see me, but I, it, it's great <laughs> to focus on the balance of mobility and stability and strength in the body. I think you can't have one without the other. And sure. I love to look at both of them. <laughs> Oh my gosh, for sure. And you know, it's always really interesting too, how like somebody will be dealing with like 20 years of back pain. We'll say they've tried everything under the sun and then, um, you know, they do some yoga movement and they're like, Oh my God, that's what I needed. Right. Like, <laughs> or like back pain gone, gone forever. When, cause pain's interesting. Like we used to think that pain was, um, like the more pain you had, the more like tissue damage there must be. And that is like one, that's a, that's a really wrong way of thinking about pain. But then two, that's just like the, like, Injury is just a tip of the iceberg of what pain can be. Uh, there's like really pain first and foremost is a um, like safety mechanism <laughs> to let yeah. you know like, uh, like, oh, this is a dangerous environment or situation or stimulus that you had. We probably shouldn't do it again. Right. Um, so really pain can be a lot from like, just like there could be nothing wrong uh, with the back. We'll say, right. Especially the back. Back is so complex. There's so many things like now you can have the cleanest image in the world uh, via x-ray, MRI, whatever. And, you're, and you're still going to be like crippled in pain or you could be. And, um, and exactly. it could just be that you stimulated the nervous system in a right way by doing this yoga pose with the right breath work. And all of a sudden, boom, like <laughs> your nervous system kind of cools off a little bit and, and allows your body to move it should, the way it should. I remember I was working with this um, cr uh, former CrossFit coach. He knew like all the, he was very dialed in with his movement uh, training and like his movement practices and skills. Um, but he was all strength work all the time. So it was brace, 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 brace for everything. Right. And yeah. uh, developed a, a ton of tension in his lumbar paraspinals and his QL and, and, and got to the point to where like, he couldn't even like, uh, so his training turned into almost like yoga practice, or we were doing a lot of drills that were like yoga ish kind of dressed up in strength world. <laughs> so like, um, so really getting him to relax and move, be able to move and control his body through a movement pattern, um, versus always have to hold a static position. And that was, that was the moneymaker for him in terms of being able to get the whole nervous system to calm down. So you're spot on. I think the more we can kind of introduce stimuli to our body, the, the better off we're going to be in the long run, just like we don't tell our kids yeah. to specialize early because it leads to injuries, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well then, so then what's the, what's the, what's the big, uh, big steps for you coming up next? Like what's your, what's your goal over the next, we'll call it year two years. So, like, do you have any big like milestones that you're trying to hit? Rather it could be your own fitness journey professionally, um, personally, what, what's, uh, what's up next for, for Dr. Crystal? Um, I am, you know, I'm new here still. So I just started here six yeah. months ago. Um, and I am just trying to build this foundation of community. Um, I have yeah. no metrics on like what I want to achieve with that. But I mentioned earlier, I love to build relationships with people. So I just want to continue down that road. 
Um, I am teaching yoga classes actually at a chiropractic office. So yes, I'm a physical therapist and I appreciate other practitioners like chiropractors yeah. and whatnot. Man, I so. get that asked question. I get asked that question all the time. Like it's almost like they lean in. They're like, <laughs> what do you think about chiropractors? I was like, I'm you're like, gonna not hear a typical answer right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like, and I always, and I, and my favorite answer is like, well, I think that there's, <laughs> I'll always let know, like, there's really good PTs out there and there's really shitty PTs out there. There's That's really right. good chiros out there and there's really shitty chiros out there. There's plenty of strength coaches out there who I would refer my patients to before other physical therapists. Like, same thing with chiros. And they're like, what? <laughs> they think that's like- 100%. So like, yeah, yeah. Because we're all in the same game to try to help people, right? Right. So, yeah. So I'm actually teaching under the roof in a chiropractic nice. office. They have a small yoga studio. Um and do you do that? I do that two to three days a week now. And, you know, it's the middle of COVID right now. And there's, you know, obviously opinions on what's safe and what's not. And so everyone has the option to, you know, wear a mask and, you know, at work, of course, we're always wearing masks um, and there's limited capacity. So we're just doing the best we can. Um, and everyone's, you know, making their own informed adult decisions on what they're going to do. And um, I mentioned earlier, you know, I, I hope to have been teaching a lot more last year and that just came yeah. to a crashing halt. Um, so again, I'm just finding my community, both um, from a professional standpoint, from a yoga standpoint. Um, I've been having a lot of interesting conversations with the few students I have been teaching and um, it's been, you know, working well to build that community if for nothing else. Um, and who yeah. knows when people might need you Dr. Jake, or they might need yeah. me. I just yeah. honestly want to build a relationship. And if anything, 2020 taught us is, you know, um, communing with others is so important and we can't sure. do it without each other and we yeah. can do it safely. We will. Um, other than that, that's just the road I'm on. Yeah. to grinding. I love it. And, uh, I am grinding. I'm hustling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Well, great. Well, if somebody wanted to reach out to you and they wanted to know like, damn, Crystal sounds awesome. I would love to work with her and have her teach me some yoga moves. How would they, what would be the best way for them to reach out to you either for yoga, uh, for PT, or I guess for, is it the same channel for both? Or I'll let you get into that. What would be, what would be some awesome ways for them to reach out to you? Yes. Um, I am probably most accessible publicly on Instagram and my Instagram handle is crystal Ray Yogi. Um, okay. I, I was show, we could put this in the show notes, right? All the spelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and so I'm, I'm Crystal Ray Yogi. Um, and then uh, also activecore.com, um, Active Core Atlanta. Active is spelled A-C-T-I-V-C-O-R-E. Um, that's my physical therapy practice that I'm at currently. Um, and then we can, yeah, provide email and all that kind of stuff. So, but I'm actually on nice. Instagram a lot. So you can direct message me. I'm that informal. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Instagram's like the easiest way to get a hold of somebody almost these days is <laughs> just shooting them an Instagram DM. Yeah. Hate to admit it, but just direct message me. <laughs> yeah. And I, I do a lot of cross promotion with, you know, what my, my business as a physical therapist and yoga, a little bit of mix of personal life in there too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Dr. Crystal, I really appreciate your time coming on here today. Um, especially Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, you know, you're in the clinic. You, you take a little bit of time to get on here, so I appreciate it. I do want to be uh, respectful of your time because I know how valuable free time in the clinic can be. Um, so thank you so much, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk. We'll be talking soon. Yes, thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.